This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Uh, Matt, the Steelers are back at training camp yeah, as promised. It? Yeah, uh, <laughs> as expected, as, as promised. Expected, right, as promised. Exactly. Uh, lots to talk about, lots to get to. Uh, but uh, we heard from uh, uh, two players yesterday, Mike Tomlin. Um, ben Roethlisberger spoke mm-hmm. and kind of uh, poo-pooed the, uh, the whole uh, – He's slimmer, all that, you know, he's the changed. Different he, he suddenly whatever, changed right. his di- diet and all this stuff. Yeah. As I said before. I don't know why everyone's talking about this all the time. He changed his diet like five years ago. <laughs> right, right, right. You brought that up a few times. Like, he didn't just start working out. He got, out to, his, yeah, he got to his mid-30s and said, you know what, I got to start working a little bit harder to, mm-hmm. uh, to keep my, my body in shape and has done so. This is nothing new. But the other thing that he said is, look, th- these reports coming out of quote-unquote, I'm using air quotes here, my camp. Uh, he says, my camp is my wife, my agent, and my trainer. <laughs> okay. And none of them talk to this guy. So, okay. you know, who's, who is this camp? What, what, where do you find a camp? Do you have a camp? I was actually going to ask you that. I, I'd like to dig up an entourage in a camp and whatnot. I yeah. mean, I, I'm sure, you know, you do see athletes and celebrities, of course, walking around with dudes or, you know, camps, I guess. But. <laughs> I, I do think that's funny that you reporter types will be like, news out of Roethlisberger camp. There's no camp. There's no camp. There's not <laughs> a bunch of people sitting home, around a fire right. or right, right, know, right. Under, in a tent or <laughs> right, you know, right. Yeah, anything of that nature. Uh, but, you know, I, I mean, look, he looks the same as he has the last forever. I was going to say he hasn't changed much. No, I mean, he's, again. He looks a little different when he had the big heavy beard. Yeah, they know? don't call him Little Ben. No, they never he's have. a big human being. Yeah. You can speak to this even better than I can, but still, every time I'm near him, I'm surprised how big he is. Yeah. You know, like if he wanted, if he wanted to let himself go, people, he'd be three fifty. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know what I mean. Like if he just wanted to sit around and drink beers and eat pizza, he would be a massive human being. Yeah, they would call him massive then. <laughs> right. So he's never going to be a little lean fella. You know what I mean? That's no, the and that's beauty you know, of his body type, really. You know, the, I, I don't know what people expect. Do they expect him to come in at, at, at 220 pounds? Right. I don't think that's good for him. No, that's not you know? what, you know, one of the reasons why he is he is who he is is because he's able to shake off defensive players coming in mm-hmm. to try to get him on the ground. Right. And honestly, at this point, would he be a lot more agile or faster if he no. lost 10 pounds? No. no. You know, I mean, his <laughs> joints in his lower body yeah. are... are, are Giving way, or and, and I'll say this: the prime condition. He's still more agile than Tom Brady. Oh yeah, yeah. He always has been. He always will be. Now he's not as agile as he once was. No, sure. But look at the rushing numbers from last year. He rushed for more yards than Brady. Well, right. Brady does all this. He eats avocado ice cream and <laughs> sure. Go sure. back and look at Tom Brady's combine photo. Oh right, yeah. He had Tom a concave Brady. check chest. I think that's a great conversation too. People were like. How could Brady last to 199? People don't know anything. You know, the draft's a total crapshoot. I'm like, 
Here's a he photo looked like, of him. He looked like some guy they pulled off the street in Indianapolis. <laughs> says, okay, strip right. down your underwear, and we're going to take a photo of him and poke a project. That's what he looked like. And he was fighting Drew Henson, <laughs> Hansen or Henson, whatever Henson, it was, yeah. for starting job at Michigan, too. It wasn't like he had this super profile coming out of school. And there is something to seeing them in shorts and underwear and be like, I'm going to have a hard time pulling the trigger on that guy. Yeah, you right. Know, standing next to Ben and people like that. Yeah. You know? I mean, of course. So, I mean, what Brady's doing is miraculous. I mean, there's no question about that. And he's defying the odds at his age. But what he does also has nothing to do with Ben. Right. <laughs> or that's the, Well, but the, that's, the, that's the thing. We were talking, you know, before the show started there about, about the Saints. They just mm-hmm. lost Michael Thomas. Yeah, that's the uh, until, news until November. Ago, yeah. And we're like, boy, they're going to be in for a tough year. Yeah. They won one Super Bowl with Drew Brees. Yes. And, and Sean Payton. If you poll people around the, the country, who's the better quarterback, Drew Brees or Ben Roethlisberger? Who's a people, better career? Yeah. Bet people are going to say Drew Brees. Yes. One, one Super Bowl win. One Super Bowl win. If you, co- you poll people around the league, who's the better coach? A lot of people will say Sean Payton. Sure. One Super Bowl win. Mm hmm. And there's arguments for both. I mean, I'm not saying that those people are even wrong. But but the facts remain. There's three losing seasons in the in the last decade for yeah. them. Yeah. Like, people think that just because you have a franchise quarterback and a great coach, well, you should win, you know, 18 playoff you games You missed your window. You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, let's lump Aaron Rodgers into it, too. Because everyone listening, I think, would say Aaron Rodgers had a better The only difference is that I don't think anybody would consider Mike McCarthy one of the great coaches. No. I think but if you look at coach quarterback combos, Breeze, Peyton, and McCarthy's Tom, the weak leg. And Tomlin, yeah, and yeah, Tomlin, yeah. Uh, Roethlisberger clearly stand above the, the Rodgers. Agreed. But I right. think Rodgers stands above the other two in terms of talent. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Andy's coming off an MVP season. You know, the other two are not what they used to be. Rodgers had just had his best year, possibly. They've won 13 games both of the, the, the LaFleur seasons and gone to the NFC Championship game. So they were a game away and still didn't get there. And Rodgers has more MVPs than Ben, doesn't have more Super Bowls, he has one. And as I was saying off the air too, you know, you and I have referenced football outsiders a lot. And I read the Saints chapter yesterday morning, and I was kind of shocked by this. I mean, first of all, they were number one in DVOA last year. People forget how good a team that was. They were good in all three phases, you know, but they were number one in total DVOA. And if you look at them over the last four years, the worst they've been is three. Yeah. So over the last four years, they've been much better than the Patriots, the Steelers, any other team by Football Outsiders metrics, and they never won more than one playoff game in any of those years. You know, yeah. in, in the, all of them at home, you know, yeah. in the dome. Now, say so that you know they have five playoff wins since for their career since two thousand since twenty ten. Okay, I don't know if they had many before that either. Well, they went. They went. Matter, but they yeah. went three and zero. Won the Super Bowl in two thousand nine. Since okay, winning okay. the Super Bowl in two thousand nine, they have five playoff they have wins. Five playoff wins, despite being the best regular season team in the last handful of years. Yeah, you know, um, you know. So it, it, it's not easy to win playoff games. If it were, right? Uh, here's the thing. Uh, getting back to the Brady thing, everybody in this era is measured against Tom Brady mm-hmm. and what he's done. So it, it's I don't it's know, Jordan-esque. To be I don't honest know if that's you, fair you know, or not right. fair. It's just well, yeah. To your point, it's it's like you know when when Michael Jordan's in the in the in the NBA, right? Like you're going to be Patrick me- Ewing yeah. without a ring. Yeah, but, right. You know, there's a, a, a great player. player. You know, Akeem Olajuwon was a great player. Right. You would have got a couple more. I mean, and again, Brady's a champ. I mean, he's he's 
call him the goat or whatever. I mean, but he is the best resume. I hate that too. But he is the best resume in quarterbacking history. I, he wouldn't be my first pick if we were picking up teams, you know, of everyone that's ever played the position. But that's an aside. It just makes it tough for everybody else. And you know, I, Brady has more wins over NFC teams than the Saints have wins in their existence. When you count Super Bowls and stuff, yeah. and he had three last year against as a Buck being for one year, you know, like some of his numbers are just remarkable. Yeah, so I, you know, I, I get it. Uh, I also saw I, I wrote, of course, I wrote several stories yesterday for for DKPittsburghSports dot com, and in the comments section, somebody said, "Well, somebody uh, the reports out of camp were that you know Ben didn't look any better or worse throwing the football than he did last year at camp." I'm like. I said, barely I took, throwing yet, right? Yes, he was. He was last year at this time was the first time we saw him throw a football mm-hmm. since since he threw against the, the Seahawks in person. Now we'd seen videos. Yes, right. So anybody saying that he didn't look any better or worse than what he did a year ago at this time, I want him drug tested right now. <laughs> I don't even think we got to the point last year at this stage of the game where Tomlin's saying. Yeah, the spirals aren't there. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, some of those. I mean, last year at this time, you were just okay. Oh, hey, Ben's throwing. You that's know? good. That's, that's all good. I cared about. Nobody right. was looking. Oh, judging those throws or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, he didn't have much zip on that one. Like you're just okay. He's throwing the football. Right. You know. I also have a problem, and I'm not bashing your profession at all. And frankly, I think you're way above bash the, away. The, <laughs> you're way above the line when it comes to beat reporters across the country in this regard. I'm not sure a lot of those colleagues of ours are all that great of analysts to telling me about the way Ben's throwing the ball after two practices not in pads with no pass rush you know what's what's he trying to do is he trying to just drop it in the bucket here is he just warming up is he driving it into a tiny window in Baltimore in December <laughs> you know what I mean like Look, I can I can tell you for a fact not that I'd get him all right. He was throwing wrong, the ball better yesterday than he than he was on the first day of practice last year. Okay. It's not even arguable. It's not even close. I'm sure. And as he said, and it'd be concerning if he wasn't. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. That's the expectations. You know, he hadn't thrown a football other than with his son in the backyard, and his son's like six years old. I don't think that he's counts. not firing it at him. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I'm sure he's a good athlete at yeah. six, but I don't think that counts. Right. But he hadn't thrown one since minicamp. Wow. He's like, my arm feels great. I bet. Because I bet. last year, he was still throwing every day to get that arm into shape. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw that manifest itself late in the year. You know, when when you're a 38-year-old quarterback throwing every day leading up to the season mm-hmm. to get your arm in shape for the season, you're going to wear down. Yeah. And all older quarterbacks do. I bet almost all quarterbacks do. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I don't. It's know like a pitcher. You, 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 th- you know, you. Do you throw the same way in October as you do in spring training? Right. You're going to lose some not. velocity on the fastball. That's right. just a natural progression of things, and especially if you go deep into games a lot. That's why they have pitch counts and things mm-hmm. of that nature. I don't know this for a fact, but I wonder if Mahomes and Josh Allen and guys in their prime that are remarkably talented are feeling it in December. I bet they are. I mean, yeah, they I mean, don't throw the more times you're, you're getting hit, velocity, you're getting right. hit under the you know you're throwing and getting hit hit under the arm as you're throwing. Different parts hurt and that the lower body's not as strong. Or, pays you know, a toll. You know that's too. a there's a there's a, a price to pay for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why a lot of times when you see a guy who misses the first you know half of the season or first part of the season comes back in, 
He looks like he's running faster than everybody. Boy, yeah, he has yeah, some real yeah, spring yeah. in his step. Well, yeah, he's 100% healthy, and everybody he's playing mm-hmm. with against is about 90% if they're at best. Yeah, how often have we picked up a running back in fantasy in Week 12 who hardly has played all yeah. year? Boy, he looks great. He wins us the league, you know what I mean? Like, boy, he looks faster than everybody. Yeah, he hasn't done anything all year. I mean, he's gotten beaten. Um, and back to Ben, we talk about this a lot, too. I mean, like, there's a common misconception that it was his arm strength is why the, the – the Steelers didn't win games down the stretch. It's like, I thought he could throw the ball with velocity. I mean, his power in his arm, to me, isn't my biggest concern. No, it was the touch, and I mm-hmm. I, I saw some of the touch yesterday. Good. good. I saw some of, you know, he made some... He made some touch throws that were like, "Ooh, that was pretty good." Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that you look at, you know, different areas. Practicing, of the field you know, right. practicing against a good defense. Sure. Um, you know, that's that's the thing that that you know you, you can't overlook here. Um, yes, he knows the defense, and yes, he knows. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not going to hit him. But I mean, they know, know him too, right, and they right, know you know. Right, so, right. Uh, but you know, I thought I thought he looked good. Um, you know, I thought he was. You know, in, in a great place, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's it's got to be an odd mental stage for him, because Pouncey's not snapping on the ball, the Castro's not here, Villanueva's not on the blind. It's a whole side. new offensive line. It's a whole new offensive line. I mean, yeah, Cam Hayward's an older dude, and Hayden, but Ben's a lot older than most of the people he's playing yeah. with. Well, let's I mean, talk a lot about older. that real quick because they generation had a, older. They had a surprise. Uh, the Steelers had a surprise retirement Wednesday. Hmm. After we did the the show on Wednesday. Oh yeah 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 okay. Um, right. You know, it, it, I, that shocked me. Wednesday was their reporting day, uh, and Vince Williams uh, informed the team uh, Wednesday afternoon that uh, he was going to retire. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to show up. He was going to retire instead. Uh, Mike Tomlin saying yesterday he was he was caught by surprise by that. They didn't I have sure any was. inkling that, that wow. Vince was even thinking about retirement. Did you get any answers as why? I mean, I've been asked this over and over, and I just thought. Maybe his heart really wasn't in it, you know, and just decided I'm, I don't love this like I used to, or looked around and thought I'm not sure I'm even gonna make this team, or you know, is it he, something like uh, that. He, wa- he mean, wasn't gonna be a starter. I think that's probably clear. And I think you know because the team wanted to get younger and go, mm-hmm. you know, they they cut him in, at the beginning of the, of the off season to save salary. Right. Then brought him back, but even during OTAs. He didn't do a whole lot. It was a lot more standing and watching the young guys because mm-hmm. that's what you do in OTAs and, and even and you give them a chance too. Yeah, kind of like at that point we weren't thinking the Castro too much of it, right? You know, like oh, he's not practicing, so what? You know, he doesn't need it. You know, but you know, it clearly hurts their depth at that right. position. I mean, he was one of the guys you should go. Oh, well, they got Vince Williams on the bench there. I at least from. know what he is. Yeah. Um, do you think Williamson gets a call, or do you think they roll with what they have? They're gonna, I think they're going to roll with what they have for now and see how it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Avery Williamson is still out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not like he's going to need a bunch of training camp reps to. No, no. You know, he got he got thrown into it last year. I, I would think he Did has fine. a pretty good idea of you know if they mm-hmm. bring him back in three weeks from now. I don't okay. know if I'd rather have Vince or Avery, to be honest with you. I think they're on the same tier. They have yeah. a little bit different skill sets, but, but you'd be bringing different. them back not to start, no, right? But to to be a backup, and I, they, you know, I think they really want to see what they have in Ulysses Gilbert and Buddy Johnson. Yeah, which makes perfect sense, and it may end up being for the. I mean, this is really a glass half full situation, but if those guys get that many more reps and that many more attention, you know, even on game day, early in the season, you don't have, you know, maybe. On first and ten against the Ravens, Vince would have been in there, and instead you put Buddy Johnson in there because you have to, and he has to sink or swim, and he swims. Okay, you yeah. know, 
So, yeah. But I mean, they got some guys. I think it's the weakest spot on the defense. But but I do LB think two, I, th- I do think that it hurts the team in the locker room. He certainly has a presence. Yeah, there was there was a presence there. There was a, you know you could look mm-hmm. at the he's one a guy, more guy. He's a guy that, that they that could look to and and you know kind of like the the Darius Hayward Bay situation. Like look, here's a guy sixth round draft pick played the most snaps of any player out of his draft. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, I, I mean, I, I believe that was what it, the. The 2012 draft. Okay. Um, I don't know if it was the most. There was some kind of stat there. He or he was in the top ten in terms of wow. snaps played from that that 2012 draft. Um, but he's kind of. A, I mean, he's not a super recruit. I mean, his brother got more talent than him. Right. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. And, and, and he was a little bit of a, a dinosaur in today's NFL. And yeah. that you know he's a downhill linebacker in a league where that was changing dramatically. Quickly. quickly yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a way. He's lucky he didn't show up two or three years later than he did. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he might have been pushed out even earlier. Not that he doesn't have a role, especially on this team as a blitzer. I mean, his blitzing obviously stands out. He's a good run stuffer. The locker room thing, as you mentioned, I think is very big. Because you'd like to have DeCastro, Villanueva, Pouncey, Williams, you know, all yeah. those guys. Because there's a uh, the old guard was a good guard. You know what I mean? Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think in terms of, of – how they replace him on the field. We saw the Steelers use that three outside linebacker package at times last year, especially yeah. against the Ravens, and it was effective. Mm-hmm. Um, do we see more of that? Do we, you know, you, you've got three, you got three good ones now. You got three good ones now that, that yeah. you know you can do some different things with. Um, I mean, Ingram has lined up inside. I mean, you could put a pretty formidable five man front there. With two at Hayward and those three guys, yeah, and move them around to some degree, you know, you and I called for it a lot. I wanted to see Bud do it more. How they used to use Clowney, yeah, they would use them, you know, coming right up the middle, right up the right middle, up the not even totally second level, like a yard or two off the ball, a gaps, b gaps. I think Ingram could do that without question. You can also line up, you know, head up on a, a guard or whatever. And you can move two and Hayward around too. They they have versatile alignment, you know, to them as well. It would be nice, though, if one more Killebrew-type player emerged. You know, the, yeah. the run-and-hit linebacker that makes, you know, dime a little more feasible, if you call that guy a safety. I, I really think, and I, and I hate to say it because of his injury history, but I think Gilbert could be that. I was so off Just needs to stay healthy. Right. Just needs to stay healthy. And, it, it's and some maybe of it's been, just a fluky couple things. You yeah, know, right? I mean, you know, it happens to guys. And, yeah. and they get that tag, well, he's injury-prone. If you have two injuries in an early part of your career and then none after, that doesn't mean you're injury. Right. You know, and that's, I always say the hardest thing in my job to comment on is injuries because I I read the reports, I get what the team tells you, but I've been on the other side where you sit there in a coach's meeting and the, the doc tells you, I'm doing everything I can to keep this guy's knees serviceable. And then you know deep down this guy's injury prone. He's got a, a chronic injury. I have no clue if that's the case with Gilbert or not. But we also often say teams tell you what they think, and they haven't moved on from them. They've not been super active to find that second linebacker, and I doubt they look at Spillane and say, wow, we got the, the next coming of Jack Ham." You, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he's okay. But, I mean, their actions kind of show that they might have something in their back pocket that they like Justin Lane and Gilbert and some of these dudes we've been seeing a lot of, especially with no preseason last year. I'll, I'll I mean, say he was a killer yeah. in preseason two years ago. Oh, absolutely! He's yeah. had a fantastic preseason. 
if you look at Melvin Ingram's career stats, mm-hmm. his first three years in the league. Oh, he's he, Pro Bowl type. Yeah. His, no, his first three years, he played 16 games as a rookie, but only started two. Had first one, round pick. Had one sack. Yeah. The next year, he played in four games. Hmm. The year after that, in 2014, he played nine. Wow. It wasn't until 2015 that he finally broke out mm-hmm. and started all 16 games, had 10 and a half sacks that year. All of a sudden, oh, hey, this yeah, guy finally, of, finally yeah. gets it. There was a Bud Dupree, like, he was even probably worse than Dupree. Probably early on. When you look at the, the it, early yeah. track record. Uh, but then he had his breakout, and, you know, so it happens to guys. I, I'm sure if I go back and look at the clips, well, Melvin Ingram's injury prone. Mm-hmm. You no, know? Yeah, without question. And now we're hearing that, too, because the last two seasons he's had something. I, I again, I, I don't know how to comment on that, but I don't think the Steelers are super worried about it, or they don't sign him. I no, think he's going to play a big role because on in team. between there, he had four straight seasons where he played all sixteen games, mm-hmm. and right. he was a Pro Bowl player in three of those years. Right? Yes. Not surprisingly, so you know sometimes the you just have bad luck. Yeah, I, I was also I've heard people also mention. If the Chargers were in the thick of it or the playoffs, maybe he could have been, you know, more of a factor these last two years too. I, I don't know that for sure, but whatever. I saw you tweeted out he's somewhere eight. Huh? Eight uh, makes you look fast. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the NFL can do that now. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll see a lot of number eight on the field though. I, I think you're gonna. They'll figure out ways to get all three of those guys on the field together, mm-hmm. and it, it should be interesting. I assume um, you've seen him in person now. He's there. Yeah. His body type. He's not real, real long, right? No, he's six two. I'd he's, say he's a shorter. He's kind of built like Highsmith. Okay, okay. I mean, like James Harrison's the off the charts example of those yeah. style of guys. But they don't always want the Demarcus Ware six five, six six track athletes right. with pterodactyl arms. You know, Woodley was a shorter, thicker guy. Yeah, that, that, that's, that same guy. In fact, Woodley's the guy that I looked at Highsmith and said, "Yeah, he kind of." A kind thinner, of like him. a thinner version. I mean, Woodley had Woodley huge thighs, guy, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was wider too. Yeah, I'm like I bet he had a, a wider waist than Highsmith. Real, real long arm. I mean, he did have the long arms mm-hmm. despite being a shorter guy. I, I don't think Ingram has short arms or anything no. like that either. But he's not real. He doesn't look like a power forward. But Mike Tomlin saying yesterday that uh, you know one of the reasons they felt comfortable signing him is they liked him. When he came out in the draft, he said mm-hmm. he, he fit the profile of what we look for. The there, no kidding. Yeah, type. yeah. Um, and they also coached him at the Pro Bowl in 2017. Mm, okay. You know, so they so get to, they him, got yeah. to know him a little bit. T.J. Watt knew him from that. T.J. Watt was talking about these. Look, he played for the Chargers. My brother was playing for the Chargers at the same time. That makes perfect sense. Um, right, right. I watched him a lot. He said I can learn a lot from him. He has a great spin move. Mm-hmm. That uh, you know, it's different things that you can learn. Oh, I think he's going to be useful in that room too. But. You know? It's interesting now. A lot of former Chargers keep they keep yeah. adding Chargers. I guess that's a good point too. <laughs> and I don't know that they're the most stable or strongest organization either in terms of keeping their own or people wanting to be there, despite it being like the best weather in the world and greatest place to live. Maybe that changes with new staff, but I think a lot of people maybe aren't. changes now that they're in L.A. too. Yeah, San Diego's point. not L.A. That's a good point. <laughs> but I bet. It, I mean, I think a lot of people were not unhappy about leaving that organization. But it's, it's interesting. So you bring in a guy like that. Now, he's only, you know, he just joined the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you look at it and you say, okay. But he has instant he's, credibility. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a right. veteran guy. That's the same thing Roethlisberger talked about with Trey Turner. Yeah, Somebody right, said, right. well, you got this young offensive line. He goes, well, we got a guy like Trey Turner up here who's 
a five-time Pro Bowl player. There's a little, there's a little there. That, he's got a resume. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a resume record. that this, this is not, you know, we're not starting over here with, with, you know, five rookies. Right, uh, right, right. You know, this is a guy that's played a lot of football and, and played it at a high level. No, that's 100% true. And uh, the O-line's a really interesting situation because there's a lot of, there's a lot of bodies there that I think are capable I think we pretty much have an idea who the starting lineup's going to be, with the exception of maybe center. But I think you and I both have really well. They, high they hopes opened for yesterday Green. with with Kendrick Green at center, and I don't know that that changes. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's exactly what you want to hear. Isn't that exactly what they did with Pouncey too? Like, yeah, you're the starting center. We used the first round pick on you. Figure yeah. it out, and then he really figured it out. Yeah, I mean, you and I both love the kid coming out of, uh, yeah. of Illinois. I mean, it was the, the tape was great. Mm-hmm. The athleticism that you see there. The, he fits the athletic profile of what they've had centers in the past do. Mm-hmm. They, they they definitely have something that they look for an athletic right. skill set that they look for in a center. And a lot of people wanted him to take Creed Humphrey, and there were some other good centers in this draft. Uh, Myers out of Ohio State especially comes to mind. They may not have been quite as athletic as they wanted. Right. You know what I mean? When it's all said and done. I mean, Green's a former D lineman that can run. And watching him in Illinois, the thing that really stood out was he gets wow, to, does he get off the ball? He gets to the second level quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he gets off the ball very abruptly, and then he's looking for someone to hit after he, you know, Brushes a yeah, super, or super strong, yeah, fast. Yeah, there's a lot to mold there. Yeah. So, but, I'd rather him learn on the fly and make mistakes. And three years down the road, you're super happy about it because he's figured out the mistakes. Than, frankly, BJ or you know one of the yeah. other guys that just doesn't have a ceiling. This was the, my 28th opening of training camp. Hmm. I can probably count on, if not one hand, certainly two. The number of times they've opened with rookies, it's it's starting right like in. the first, okay, first practice, first snap. Who's out there? Yeah. If those rookies are out there, they like them. They like them, and they typically end up being the starter. Okay. Well, actually, there's two this year, right? I assume yeah, him, Harris is also him and Najee Harris. Were, yeah. yeah, we're we're the I mean, guys. That one's no shock. But yeah. But you're saying in your history that you can't remember. It doesn't happen often. Right. You know, Ryan Shazier and guys of that nature. That, that, okay. Okay, yeah. And Pouncey. I mean, it was Troy. And, or, yeah, DeCastro. Troy wasn't, I say, Troy wasn't out there. Troy turned yeah. out to be great. I mean, I guess they haven't had many picks in the top ten that would, you know, usually get that honor. But still, Green's a third-round pick. Right. Yeah, <laughs> this know, is not. a Pouncey yeah. pick. Right, you know. So no, I, I, I think they had a plan there. You know, I, he, maybe he was the target all along. Maybe. Maybe. And they felt, well, we could take Fryermuth here in the second round because we think Kendrick Green's going to be available in the mm-hmm. third round. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, and again, we've talked about it. And if you go to draft history, you'll see there's five centers or so. And they've probably been happy with any of them. But I think, to your point, Green fits extremely well, you know, in terms of what they're looking for. I think he might have as much upside as a healthy Dickerson or Humphrey, maybe more. Um, and, again, it's all about knowing the league, too. If if you look at the board and think, man, I only think five teams are in the center market, and one of them is has ten other needs yeah. that are and just he's as probably strong. too short for most teams to look at as a true guard. Right, right, yeah. right. You know, I mean, maybe they were shocked when Humphrey went to KC. KC, I didn't think KC was one of those center teams, but we still have a little bit of leeway. Chances of yeah. you know, especially at that position when there's only one on the field, and the backup doesn't even get his uniform dirty. You know, like yeah. it's. I'm sure you can scout that position easier than others and say these are our teams we're competing with for four or five guys we like yeah they had him making the all the calls the line calls yesterday as well did they yeah wow 
So getting getting him used to doing that. Mm-hmm. And Roethlisberger said, "Hey, we didn't have any. There were no balls on the ground." Yeah, but, and which with is all the first. To Pouncey, that's first thing. He's yeah, been a little suspect with that. Yeah. And he said the second thing. He made all the all the calls, and they were all the right calls. Okay, great. Let's move great. forward. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> I was sitting here thinking, like, I understand there's a veteran to his right now, but he's new. You know, I mean, yeah. it's not. It'd be nice if the Castro was there whispering in his ear, like, make this check. You know, and, in, in some ways, though, with the with the new offense and everything, mm-hmm. you got you know new play calls, so they're all kind of learning it together. The fact you got Trey Turner on his right. And you know, Dot Kevin Dotson didn't practice yesterday, but you, so you had Coward on his left. Yeah. Um. Everybody's new. Everybody. They're new. all learning it together. Yeah. So you know, it's 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 not like it's uh, you know, hey rookie, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Right. Like let's learn this together. And I guess Turner certainly will have value of. We did it this way. We're just calling it something different, yeah. or try this. You know, or first. you know, hey, look, that defensive end or this, this the Mike linebacker here's not who you think it is or something, mm-hmm. you know, kind of helping him along the way. Right. And a veteran quarterback. He's Pepper in the A-gap, but he's not coming. Yeah. You, know, you know, that type of thing. I right. Mean, he'll certainly help with that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I mean, I'm optimistic right now, period. And, and I always warn people this is the the time of false optimism. But I have some hope for this line. And I definitely understand there'll be growing pains this year. I mean, I, I recognize that. I accept that. But I bet if we have this conversation two years from now, there's some pieces in place now for that line in 2023. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I agree. That they're happy with. You know I what agree. I mean? Uh, but that's going to do it for this show. Uh, so for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Recht here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to this segment of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.